my my biggest regret to this day is I deleted one song in my whole career and I don't think I'll ever delete a song again because I like to be able to go back and see where I started and where I am, you know? Welcome back to the Tool for Rise podcast where we document the rise of stardom of Winnipeg's talent and personalities. Before we get into this episode, I want everyone who's listening to do three things. One, hit that follow button, whatever streaming platform you're on. Two, go over to YouTube to check out videos and three come back every tuesday for new episodes i just made that up but that was that sounded cool <laughs> we got a good episode today so enjoy this one let's get into it okay let's bring on our guest for today he is a winnipeg r&b singer and also a rapper who's recently made his mark in the music industry with an ep called i don't want to feel like this here to talk about his rise please welcome jaspi naps thank yes, you thank that was that was a very nice intro, man. I feel very <laughs> humbled to be here, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, where did you get the inspiration from and how did you start? For sure. How did I start? Um, music's kind of been something that's always been in my family. I used to play the drums and that was actually my dream. My dream was to be a drummer. Um, and it was actually my older brother who kind of pushed me into making music check out this song that i did and i listened to it and i was like yo you went to those big studio because like you know when you're a kid you don't know any better you think you need those big studios with the glass and yeah. big mixer and all those screens that's what i thought you needed to make a song and he's like no i just did it in my friend's room and i was like what and then i did the research and then i was like yo you can have a little home studio and then that's kind of what pushed me to go from being a drummer to actually you know being the face and writing and recording and producing and all that stuff so you said you were a drummer before this. So did you have any experience before like writing music or anything? Was Or was that your first? Nah, like at that point, I knew that I wanted to be like a writer somehow, but I just didn't know how I was going to get access to those studios and being on the stages because I've been done that, you know, drumming for churches or drumming for bands. Like I was like five or something. And my dad used to put on little shows and stuff and he would have like a little dance crew and I would just drum and I would do a beat and they would dance. So I, I love being on stage and doing that stuff, but writing was just something that I never got around to doing. Cause I didn't think it was possible for someone like me. Now I know, I know you mentioned uh, your brother also did music, right? And that's where you kind of got your inspiration from. Yeah. What was that like? Just like that first time he brought a record home and you were like, wow, you could actually do this. And is that, is that why you started? Like, is that where the inspiration came It from? was, it was crazy. Like when he showed it to me, like before even I get too far, let me just start off by saying that like when I started making music back in 2017, it started off as me and my brother, we were a duo, we were collecting called NAMS. And that's where the Jaspie NAMS comes from. It's from me being a solo artist, but not completely backing away from, you know, the bond that me and my brother had. They feel me so when he brought that first song i was like yo he could do it and i could do it you know what i'm saying like to this day my brother is still my biggest inspiration so i was like i need to get a feature with this guy and it's crazy to think like that's my brother it, it won't take much for me to get a feature from this guy but i was like yo like i really need like this guy's talented and like i could do it too yeah. so he goes back to the studio one day to um you know record another song and he he like the song was unfinished and i slid my way in there like i promise you like he didn't even know i went on his emails i downloaded the song i put a verse on it and he's like yo this is really good let's put it out 
and we dropped it and we did 7,000 views in a week. Wow. And that was our first song ever. And then we just decided instead of being an artist, like you do that and I do this, let's mm -hmm. just join forces. And that's kind of how we started. So then the next song we did together and the next song we did together. And we just decided to just keep rocking as a group. What's, what's that dynamic like working with someone like your, just your brother? Like I, we do this podcast and we're pretty much brothers as well. But yeah. sometimes you bump heads, you know, you bump heads with that. Like, yo, this doesn't sound good. This is better. We can do it this way. What's that dynamic like? Of course, of course. I think it's, it's, it's a fun dynamic, but it can get challenging sometimes. Um, but it's like working with your best friend. You know what I'm saying? Like the best part is that it's not always work. You know what I'm saying? The best part is, you know, when we're in the studio, we're writing, we could always take a break or it's right around the room, like right around the corner. I mean, so it's like two doors down from his bedroom and mine. So yeah. like, I'll literally wake up and I'll go lay something down and then I'll go my, my business. And then two, three days later, he'll have his part done, you know? So like, we don't even always do our sessions together sometimes i need time to think and get in the zone and he does so it's it's honestly just very convenient you know sometimes it takes forever for other artists to get their verses in but like mm -hmm. if he's taking too long or if i'm taking too long it's two steps to go say hey get your gear we need to get this out there so i think it, it was fun it was great damn and so sorry so do you produce and uh, write your own verses or is it do you get beats and then just lay down your verses or what's the process in the studio looking like for you yeah um so i started off producing um my own beats but after a while i realized that producing is a whole different like it's a whole different world like yes producing and recording is all music but i'm telling you like you can hear the difference between like a beat and like a professional beat. Like I can give you a beat right now. Like I can, I could produce a beat, but I listen to my own beats and I'm like, I wouldn't spit on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. my beats are okay, but the way that I like the beats that I record on, it needs to be like, just, I can't create that yet. So sometimes the odd chance happens where I do a beat that's better and I decide to hop on it. But for the most part, as of right now, I am taking beats from either people who send it to me. I have a cousin who makes beats and he, he has like this one drive where he stores all his beats and he gave me the password. So I literally just go there and I just <laughs> grab any beat I want and I shoot him a text. I'm like, Hey, I'm using track number 135. And he just knows not to give it to someone else. Um, and then other times I'll just go to YouTube and find beats there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you started what you said, 2017. So beginning off, like, what was that process? Like just starting, like, where I'm, was your first song a hit or like, how long did it take you to get like in the groove of making music? Yeah. So in the beginning, it was, it was like a whole like rush. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I started, like, we released our first song in 2017. But like I said, like, I first wanted to be a drummer. And then after I wanted to be a drummer, I wanted to be a producer. So, like, I was producing beats and I was learning stuff and I was learning how to do this and that at home. But 2017 is when I found out that I could record myself and actually put music out there. Yes. So that first song, when I slid my, my verse in there, my brother was like, wow, this complements the song perfectly. Like, this is exactly what I needed. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So we decided to put it out just to see how people are going to react, sure. you know? And all of my friends thought that it was going to be a rap song, knowing me, you know what I'm saying? The way I dress, the way I act, 
I talk, everyone thought it was going to be a rap song, but we caught him by surprise by dropping something R&B, which hit everyone by surprise. And it, it, it blew up a little bit. And we were like, dang, this is a cool rush. Let's do it again. So what we did is we rented equipment from Long and McQuaid because, you know, we didn't have the funds to actually afford everything at the time. So we rented something on a weekly basis and we tried to drop a song every Friday. So with both of us being students and stuff, that was kind of the challenge because yeah. we didn't have anything pre-recorded. So it was like every week we had to either make a new beat, write lyrics, mix it, master it, get cover art. And we were independent at the time and we were just dropping it. So it was like, it was very like, wasn't smart. I wouldn't recommend dropping like that to anybody, but that's kind of just how we started off. And I guess it worked for us because we learned a lot within that rush of, you know, dropping every week. I mean, like, getting your first first taste of success right that 7000 streams i know i would i would go crazy man I, like that's a that's a big number right and, and you're just starting off so what, what was did you ever feel that pressure to like keep up with that hype to always like on a weekly basis you're dropping music so did you ever get discouraged if it didn't hit that 7000 or 10000 streams yeah i my my biggest regret to this day is i deleted one song in my whole career. And I don't think I'll ever delete a song again because I like to be able to go back and see where I started and where I am, you know? So I have songs that I've put out that is worse than the song that I deleted. But the only reason I deleted that song is because it didn't get as many views as I was getting at first. You right. know, we were on a run and we like a first song did like 7K. And then our next song is our biggest song to this day, which is sitting at 50 something K mm -hmm. on SoundCloud alone right um and then we our next song did like 8k or something then we did a cover that did like 5k or something and then we did that one song which was like it was sitting at 100 you know what i'm saying so when we did that second song that did 50 whatever i remember like work we were in home depot because we were helping my dad with something i remember being in home depot and i was refreshing my phone and i would see the numbers jump like that's a feeling like i will never forget that feeling like i'm literally refreshing and i just see it go up a couple thousand like i literally thought somebody was buying views for me because i've never just refreshed and it just jumps and i refresh and it jumps and i'm like holy shit, it's blowing yeah. up you know <laughs> So when that fifth song did a hundred, I was like, yo, we got to pull it out. It's going to make us look bad. Da, da, da. And my brother's like, nah, give it time, give it time. And I was like, no. And I deleted it. Uh -huh. And it was a song. And I remember having a conversation with one of my classmates. He's like, yo, what happened to that song you guys dropped? It was like one of my favorites. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, and I could have just put it back up, but I don't know why I didn't. So yes, we definitely felt the pressure. Um, you know, after, after deleting that song, like we didn't drop music for like a couple months. Like that was week after week after week. And then we just kind of stopped. Cause I was like, yo, like, I feel like in my head, like it just, it, it, like my head was getting too big. I didn't want to drop songs that had less than this number, or I, I felt like I should be treated in some certain way because I'm getting SoundCloud views now. You know what I'm saying? So at the time I told myself like, yo, if, if your mind keeps rolling like this, you're going to get too addicted into the views and the numbers and the music's not going to be about the music anymore. It's all going to be about the numbers. And then when you start chasing the numbers, you start kind of, you know, making music that kind of pleases the people. And now you're making what they want to hear and not so much what you want to make. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, you're not giving your style. You're not giving your, your groove. You're doing what you think will hit. And then you just end up losing yourself.
I took like a couple months to kind of relax and stuff. And then I came back with an album called Archie and Archie means like beginning in Greek or something. So that was like my rebirth or whatever. And like, this is like, okay. uh, or not my, but ours, me and my brother, mm-hmm. we decided to, you know, slow it down and kind of give that project. So, so then after that point, it, it seemed like you took a different turn. It's great. And, and it's great that you learned that lesson, like sort of early on in career. Cause there's artists to this day who will, who will still only focus on the number and just like, yo, I got to get that stream and go to the extent of like buying streams or getting on fake playlists or doing that whole, cause the industry is like that, you know? So it's great that you figured that out early. So now did you say, now would you say that your music is more based on like a message or cause even like the name, the title of your album, which you were just describing, like mm-hmm. what what's the process like of like now making a song is it what are you prioritizing now i always prioritize um my message mm-hmm. and that is something that i've told a bunch of people when it comes to like them asking like yo mm-hmm. do you have any advice when it comes to making music and i always say like always think about like what is it you're trying to say what is it you're trying to portray you know what i'm saying and sometimes like it's harder to give a message when the song is a little bit more like turn up, you know, like that doesn't apply in every situation, but it's like, if you're making a song like that, it's like what emotion or what vibe are you trying to portray at that point? Right. Like if I'm making a turn up song and I play it for my friends and they're not turning up, I have essentially failed. You know what I'm saying? But if I make a song with a message and they're not there scratching their heads at the end, then I failed again. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make a song where I put out a message and they're out here telling me like, yo, man, the beat was dope. <laughs> okay, but did you, yeah. did you did you hear what was going on? Did you hear, like, you know, so that's kind of what the process or that's my priority. I really make sure I try to focus on what I'm saying or what I'm doing. And there's always little things like that. Like I always like to connect my stuff. So my title will have something to do with the, the cover art and the cover art, you know, it means something that has something to do to do with the tracks and it just all kind of connects and it's like it's not right in your face it's like something you kind of got to look for and kind of do your own research if you really care and then when you're listening you'll be like oh shoot and connect the dots you're like it's i kind of like to make an adventure like a game almost you know yeah so like looking at the greats right like we have kendrick drake j cole all of them it, it took time for them to work on their craft and right, find their find their sounds and get what they were comfortable with and writing that message. So what was that process like for you, right? You you started, got your 50,000 streams and then you hit 100, right? So you took two months off, right? Mm. Did, you, did you keep working within those months, like just behind the backs, like not, not releasing anything, right? And you're like, let me develop my sound. So what was that process like for you, developing your sound and where you started? Of course. Um, I, I feel like my sound continues to change. Um, so I don't even think I've, I've fully developed my sound yet. Like, I, I feel like it's still a work in progress. But what I will say is during those two months, I really, 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 really sat down and I told myself, like, yo, when you release this, like, don't even look at the numbers. That's That's not what we're doing here, you know? And me and my brother had that conversation as well and these were songs it's like okay like we're we're dropping this project now where it's like we did these numbers and people are expecting something from us right so what do we give them how do we give them how do we you know i'm saying come forth with this and 
me, I, I was at a point where I was making a song almost every day, maybe two, maybe three. So when it came time to drop an album with like 10 songs and you have like 50 plus to pick from, you know what I'm saying? That, 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 that's a bit tricky, but yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. We, we never really stopped. I'm always working during those two months. I didn't stop. And yeah. We interrupt this episode to bring you today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join the millions of members in the community to learn cutting-edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. If you'd like to support the show and are interested in Skillshare, we have a deal for you. For a limited time, click the link in our social media description to get your 14-day free trial on us. It's quick, it's easy, and you can cancel at any time. Go to our link in our description to receive your 14-day free trial on us. Now back to the episode. Well, let's let's fast forward a little bit. So, how many how many albums did you do with your brother? Um, um or projects or songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Y'all I think it's around three or four. Okay, it's around three or four. Uh-huh. Um, but we did have we did this playlist um which is kind of like i think it's it was the dopest thing we ever did and i honestly wish we could go back to doing it sometime but we did this thing called two track tuesday or ttt uh where every tuesday we drop two tracks right um but we made it so that like it was like one of them was like r&b and it was feels and the other one was like rap or harder right so every every week we had something for somebody else so that wasn't even an album it was like just like a playlist that every week would do that just for like our our audience because i wanted to try to well both of us we wanted to try to build something for our supporters something exclusive something you can only find on soundcloud so if you were to go on like apple music and like look up me and my brother you would find like one ep and a couple of singles if you were to go to soundcloud now then you would find like three more you know eps or projects albums whatever you want to call it playlists all that stuff and it's like more exclusive because that's kind of where we started off and i always feel like i owe soundcloud you know that that love and that that thanks so we always got little things over there so i think we might you know have another thing that's gonna be another soundcloud exclusive um but yeah no and my my brother now we still want to continue working together in the future for sure so what what was the process like for you building your audience right uh even this city, the city is now known to not support its local talent, right? That, that's the that's the kind of stereotype we have. Yeah. So, so what was that process like for you, and how did you handle the hype or lack <sighs> of hype? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I think with me and my brother, it first started off with kind of just word of mouth. You know, mm-hmm. we would release something, and we would be like tell my like my my friends and my cousins like yo man do me this one favor you know put this up on your story right like you've all seen that like you know we always just helping each other out little like little by little right so that's really been how it's it started and then after that like I tried you know venturing out a little bit and doing shows and this and that but I I wasn't able to get too too many shows done but I think that the biggest technique or the biggest you know way to kind of venture out is obviously features right you get to work with somebody else and then, you know, they get to share their audience with you and you get to share their audience with them. So features is honestly like one of the most 
it's like the biggest power move essentially because then you get to almost double your audience so yeah and, and you went on a run of doing quite a bit of features for the last couple of years. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. I've, I've always, I've always loved features, honestly. And I think that's one of the reasons why I loved working with my brother so much is because like, if I listen to a beat right now, I'll know how I'm going to want to approach it. But then if I listen to, if my brother were to listen to the same beat, he would approach it very differently. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the reasons why when we record, we usually don't do it at the same time because if I'm recording while he's there, he'll hear my melodies and it'll influence him. And then he, you know, he'll be stuck on that. So we try to separate. But that being said, like when I send a verse to a feature and they get it back, I'm like, yo, I would have never thought of doing this. And I pick up little techniques, new cadences, new flows, new stuff. And it's like, I personally treat features like a growing, like a, like a growing process, right? I get to learn. You know, so yeah, that's why I love doing features. Like I got a lot of features in the vault. Y'all gonna see a lot of features, like a lot, yeah. a lot. Go. So, yeah. so, so from your overall features, right? Which one's your personal favorite and most uh, learning experience for you? Uh, that's, a big that's a big question. That's a good question. Um, biggest learning is obviously I gotta say my brother um because i've been learning from him for you know the past my whole career right i still look up to him now i still get features from him to this day so biggest um is definitely my brother but best feature i've ever gotten uh i think i gotta give it to young de niro banks with uh my recent song called poppin i remember like I was literally like on Instagram, I was scrolling and that's actually how I found him. I was literally on Instagram and he was like, he was on those sponsored posts and I was mm-hmm. like, yo, this guy's flow is cold. And I, sh- I just shot my shot in the dark. I sent him a DM, did not think he would respond. Mm-hmm. And then he does, he's like, yo, let's work. And I was like, word. And I was like, <laughs> bet. And like, he sent me the like, like he didn't even send me the verse back. He sent me like a video of him playing the verse off his speakers. And I think that was the first time I ever like received a verse where my face went, you know, like, you know, when a bar is so nasty, you're like, like, and this is one part, he like cut the beat too and everything. And I was like, wow, wow. Like, like the verse went off. Other than that, there was Flamenco Sketch or George, if you guys know who that is. He did a verse for me, which went crazy as well. Um, Yeah, like there's, there's a lot to name, but I think those two are probably my, my best ones. And, and, and now you're transitioning into your solo career, right? Like you decided to part way, not part ways, but like just both, both you and your brother decided to make your own music individually. Yeah. So what was yeah. that decision based off of or how'd that come about? Uh, that kind of just came about the, it happened because me and my brother, we work on different speeds. Sure. Um, my brother is a lot more of a like, I will give you a track and I will let you soak in the track for a little bit. Right. And I am more so of like, if my people really like my stuff, I'm going to keep giving y'all stuff. When the, the timing started to, you know, deteriorate a little bit, like I was doing a lot more tracks and, you know, all these tracks were missing verses. And I was like, you know, like, I just need to excel a little bit more because people are, are I'm getting like messages like, yo, what's the next trap drop and da, 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 And all this stuff going on. And I was like, yo, let me just, even anything happened. I literally just, I just low key dropped an EP 
on my own, like on the same SoundCloud account where like we have our joint music, I just dropped my personal EP and that EP is called Not Good Enough. And it's a bunch of songs that to me, I thought were not good enough. They were throwaways. They were R&B tracks that I wrote in a time of, you know, hurt. And they were songs where as I'm writing them and as I'm recording out there, you know, they're too deep. I'm, I'm too vulnerable. I'm putting myself out there. And I was like, this is stuff that nobody would ever want to hear. And I only made them to heal myself, to get through whatever I was going through. And eventually one day my brother and my cousin were listening to this stuff and like, oh, these songs are actually good. And it wasn't even like meant to be an EP. It was just one song after another, after another. And they're like, wow, why don't you put these out? And I was like, I don't know. And then we just had a bet. He's like, man, I bet you if you put this out, people are going to like it. And I was like, I don't know. And then I did and people liked it. And I was like, dang, maybe I should do this again. And that's kind of where the, the solo, the solo stuff happened and how it started. Does all your songs come from like personal experiences or do you do you vow from like other people's experiences or just in your head stories? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question, actually. Um, because you know, I, a lot of times people come up to me and say, man, you're cap. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a storyteller. I'm a narrator, you know, I'm a poet. Yeah. So if, if I'm saying something, that's not to say that, you know, it really did happen. Um, but for the most part, yes, I do write on my own experiences. Sometimes, you know, you gotta, you know, gotta exaggerate just a little bit, you know, to, for dramatic effect. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, for the most part, I do write off of my own experiences and, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you'll find out that somebody's going through the same that you are, you know what I'm saying? So you just, you just write and then you put it out and they love it does it does it usually depend on the type of mood you're in so like if you just gotten your heart broken you're gonna be like yo i'm gonna drop a i'm gonna drop a diss track on this shorty right or mm -hmm. is it is it more of like okay it's scary hours time like let me get in my meek mill zone like yo i'm about to go off on this track honestly it really it really just depends on the day you know what i'm saying it depends on the day like if i do get my heart broken there's two ways it can go about it right it could either be on some like Oh my God, you broke my heart. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> or it could be on some like, man, screw you. I, I don't need you. Nah, 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 nah. You know what I'm saying? So you could really like, like, I feel like you just got to learn how to like channel those emotions. Right. Because if I'm like hurt, I could take that hurt and turn it into like almost anger. And that anger will kind of turn into like confidence. And you know, like you can hear that. And I don't even got to like, you know what I'm saying? Right about what I'm feeling in that moment. Like if I'm mad and I got mad and I got energy, right? I could just go through my phone and find like an old verse that has nothing to do with anything, but the vibes, right? The energy's right, you know? So I'll go on my studio, I'll put on a beat and then I have to set the lights. You know what I'm saying? Lights help. You got to set the mood, right? So um, usually when I'm rapping, I go red. And then when I'm singing, I go blue. Um, so yeah, you set the mood and then you just go in there and do what you do. Like I'm sure, I'm sure you got like a, a note on, or like a notes on your app on your phone or like a notebook where you just write down either bars or songs or melodies into your voice memos or something. So is yeah. it like every time you get like a melody in your head or a bar, do you write it down immediately or do you uh, channel your emotions? And once you have like a full structure, then you go and record. What's that process like? Yeah, that's that's a little. It gets a little tricky, especially with like with the fact that like 
music like is always on my mind like mm-hmm. i kid you not i'm thinking about bars as we speak you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i'm always thinking music so it's like i'll be at work and i'll be doing my stuff and then like a bar will come to me and i will literally drop whatever i'm doing if my right. boss is not around and he's not watching right <laughs> i'll drop whatever i'm doing and i'll run to my phone and i'll like i'll like you know how you can like press your phone and go on the camera real quick from tapping. Yeah. So I'll go on my camera, I'll take a video and I'll spit whatever I just, you know what I'm saying? Thought about. Mm-hmm. And then later on when I have more time, I'll go back and then I'll listen to it and I'll write it down. Or if I have more time at the time, I'll write it down or voice memos, but yeah, it will be so good that like the words just flow. And that's usually what, what happens most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just listen to a beat and then like, just the beat, like the feel will just tell me something. And then it's like, okay. And then just one line comes and the next and the next, and it just kind of just flows like a river. No, man, it's great that you're constantly thinking about your craft because I do want to get a freestyle from you at the, by the end of this. So, so keep thinking of that, but <laughs> just tra- transitioning into some of your recent work, right? I know you just released a EP called, uh, I don't want to feel like this a couple of weeks or actually last week or this week, right? Depending so, on when this comes out. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so when, what was the, process like for that and uh what is the meaning behind i don't want to feel like this if yeah. you don't mind asking yeah yeah no worries no worries um so how this happened was this ep was was not planned like it was not supposed to happen at all um i got bigger plans going on like i got another like other projects and stuff right but i'm i'm also like somebody who like i'm a perfectionist and the album that i want to put out next is something i've been working on since 2018 so it's like i want to be able to give that project with the right amount of um promotion and the right amount of you know music video marketing all that stuff and the way that i was looking at it is like i just felt like i i didn't want to wait so long to give more music so then i was like man i'm gonna start working on more music and then I started working on some more rap stuff because I guess that's what people started to really dig. And not that I'm chasing what people are into, but it's like I'm venturing into different styles, right? I used to rap and then as a solo guy, I never really did it too much. So I started just like sharpening my skills. And then more music started, like I got like 20 songs of rap and I'm like, dang, now I can't put this out because now I got a whole other album. So I was like, man, I got to really try to like, stop making too much and just give the people something so that's where those three songs kind of came in i made um the first one i believe um and that first one was just like we just want to lay it out there you know what i'm saying we just want i'm sure a lot of people are feeling lonely i'm sure a lot of people are in the field so i was like yo let me put something out there for everybody who are in the field so that was that first one. That second one is again, another more like upsetting kind of, you know, you're sad, but the beat is still kind of moving you type, you know what I'm saying? So that one, again, same thing, you know, pandemic vibes, you on your own, you're like, dang, you know, you know, I, I've been screwed whether financially, whether in a relationship, blah, 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 blah. So I put that out there. And then the last song, it's again, relationship orientated, but that last song, was made like on the spot i had um people come to my house if you've heard of winnipeg music station they came and they covered what a studio session with me would be like so they gave me a challenge to make a song within 10 minutes and that song is the song that we made within it wasn't made in 10 minutes um i think it took me like 25 
Um, so I was a little slower, but yeah. So that's kind of how that project came to be. Yeah, you you mentioned it, you mentioned like the marketing and promotion. You always want to get those right because that's a big part of music mm-hmm. as well. Um, and it, so you're also on YouTube as well. We were doing some research. So is that part of your promotion or is that just something you're doing just for fun? Or what's the YouTube adventure looking like? The the YouTube adventure is something that I've always kind of wanted to do, but I've never really had the, you know, the, the courage to do it. Um, but I, I, I try to keep my YouTube and my music separate because it's not really meant to be a thing together the only really connection that my youtube has to my music is the fact that the youtube is only really meant to document the music journey because i know my potential and i know where i want to be and i pray to god that i make it where i want to make it and if so I know like as an artist, as an upcoming artist, there's so many questions that I have. There's so many, you know, I don't know who to go to. I don't know where to, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything. So it's like, if I had somebody who I could watch and watch them progress and watch from beginning to end, I would be able to be like, wow. So it's literally that possible. Like watching somebody blow up in front of your own eyes makes it, you know what I'm saying? Look a lot more achievable. You know, like I don't I personally don't take like my inspiration from like Drake and stuff like that lyrically and stuff. Sure. But like heights and like, you know, all that stuff. It's like uh, it's Drake, you know. So I've been like when I first started, I was looking up to people like lavish. You know what I'm saying? Because that is somebody who I've known since I was legit. Like I grew up, you know, what I'm saying knowing the guy and then boom, here he is doing bigger things. And I'm like, dang, that's big bro. You know what I'm saying? So if he can do it, so can I, you know. So when I put out those videos on YouTube, a lot of them is entertainment, but I'm trying to have a balance between entertainment slash music slash lifestyle and have people watch me go from here to here and then them be like, yo, it's, it's achievable. I can do it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So YouTube is not so much of a marketing thing. It's more so just like a documentation. It's a long extended documentary of me. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, man. Like no one actually thinks about that stuff, right? Like, it's it's interesting to see how you, how you have had that spin on it yeah uh, thank you like yeah no worries man so i know you said you don't look up to drake in terms of like you know like his lifestyle was and like you want to you take inspiration from his lyrics mm-hmm. now this is a this is a personal question for me because i'm more into like like i like my music so i want to ask you what's your top five artists for all time good question we might get rowdy in here yeah <laughs> yeah we no it's like it changes man it changes it, it it like it recently just changed um i'm gonna first start off by saying that when it comes to music i'm somebody who like i have a lane and i stick to it you know what i'm saying so there's a lot of artists that i want to listen to that i haven't really gotten the chance to listen to in depth and those artists are all like the greats so yeah. if you were to ask me for my top five i personally could not put j cole there because i haven't listened to enough j cole 
I have listened to him and I'm no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've listened to, I've listened to J. Cole and don't get me wrong, he's 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 really good, but I haven't listened to enough J. Cole to compare him to the people who I have listened to more. Respect. And yeah. therefore, since I have more knowledge of the other artists, then you know, and that's yeah. the same with people like uh Kendrick. Or 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 Jay Z or Kanye or pa- like I want to listen to a lot more of them, but I just I haven't you know taken yeah. the time to. But to answer your question, top five right now, I think that um, obviously Drake. Um, I like a lot uh, Tory Lanez. Um, Little Baby is somebody who I've been yeah. listening to a lot lately. Yes, sir. Oh, he's um, going crazy. That's that's the thing though. Like with Lil Baby, I'm saying that, but I'm very hesitant with it because again, I haven't listened to enough Lil Baby to really put him as a great. Yeah. But what I can say is I feel like Lil Baby is a very, very, very good feature artist. Like you can put him on almost any song and he'll go head to head with anyone. You know what I'm saying? And that is a quality in itself that I have to respect. So I haven't listened to a lot of his his singles, but I know that if a song says featuring Lil Baby on it then you you know it's about to be something you know so like little babies out here getting features from drake and cole and like you gotta respect that bro he murdered drake feature man oh my god and he like Khaled just dropped an album and he had three tracks on it or something so it's like yeah you know and it wasn't like the same type he went from you know that r&b one with like bryson he was going head to toe with bryson and roddy rich and then he goes on the other song with Lil Durk. And then he goes on the other one with the baby and post like hey, you yeah, know Justin Bieber on there too. Yeah. So when when no, you no, look sorry, at that was somebody else. Yeah, that was my bad. One. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to slide that and just not catch it. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, those, when you look at that, those are just you know stats that you just you have to respect. Yeah. Um that was three. Who else? Who else I think is really good? Um, like when 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 is like time to put on music? Like what what do what are you putting on? Like are you listening to your own stuff or are you? Um, I usually I usually have uh like a playlist on my phone that that runs. Mm-hmm. Um, either that or I'm listening to myself. But that playlist has mixes of a bunch of people. Sure. But if I'm listening to like one artist that I know like. You know, their stuff is going to bang. If I'm listening to a playlist of a specific art, I can't listen to the same artist too much because if they're not versatile, I get bored. That's why I like Drake. And that's why I like Tory Lanez because I'll listen to a Drake album or Tory Lanez album. And it sounds like they got hella features on it. You know what I'm saying? That's another reason why, you know, I could put Young Thug up there. I could put Travis up there. I don't get bored listening to these people. But then there's people like the baby who, in recent times, he's been kind of switching it up a little bit, but I wasn't able to listen to a full The Baby Project before. And if I did, I wasn't going to listen to it twice. You know what I'm saying? But I can I can listen to a Tory Lanez album from beginning to end and then do it on repeat. Yeah. Or somebody like Jaden Smith. Um, so, yeah. That's dope. That's so dope. so what's, what's the future looking like for you in terms of music and where you yourself in the next like 10 years or so um i have been actually working off of a plan i don't want to say 10 year plan because i mean it gets adjusted as time goes on um so right now what's happening is i'm i'm working on that album that i said i want to put out 
Um, but that's going to be like, I can't, I can't give dates or nothing yet because, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to be able to, to give it like at its full potential. I wanted to drop it last year. wasn't able to, it's a whole thing, but that's kind of my main goal right now. Um, just kind of making sure that everything is going well there. After that, I think I want to slow down a little bit um, because I do want to kind of take care of, you know, business outside of music. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like I got bigger dreams than than just being an artist. Um, so I want to go back to school and kind of study a little bit and take care of business, like I said, outside of music. And then when I come back to music, I want to be able to come back bigger and stronger. So um, what's in the future? Near future, I got a performance. I'm working on trying to put up a live performance of the EP that I just put out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only ever performed three times in my life before. And I feel like all three times, I wasn't able to give the energy that I want and receive the energy that I want from stage. So the whole pandemic, I've been practicing to perform without even having any performances lined up because mm-hmm. that's just the kind of guy I am. You know, I, I've been getting ready for the what if. And I'm not the type of guy who waits for doors to open. I'm the type of guy who slams my own doors open. You know what I'm saying? So if there's no performances lining up, I'm going to make my own performance and I'm going to line them up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to try to see if I can, you know, get a couple cameras together, rent them out, whatever the case may be, set them up and I'm going to figure this stuff out and I'm going to perform myself. Mm -hmm. So that's hopefully something that we're going to be seeing in the very near future. Long-term though, um, 10 years from now, I think that, in 10 years, I might not even be doing music like like crazy like that. I think that my goal is to kind of be um, in the in the business aspect. You know, I kind of want to be like a Jay-Z who can make music if he wants to, but really has a whole business, a whole empire. You know what I'm saying? I want to build a label and I want to have because I, I want other people to blow up and have me help them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I just kind of want to be in the background. So, yeah, I feel like eventually over there, over there, over there, I'll be done. But as for now, we're working on that performance and then we're working on that little album. And yeah, we just giving them something to listen to. That's awesome. Hey, you're you're currently under TNG, correct? All right. Or who, who you, are you signed or? I own TNG. Oh, you are TNG. I own TNG. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk TNG. about it. Let's TNG, talk about it. TNG is me. Yeah. All right, what is TNG? Yeah, yeah. About that's um so TNG something that I TNG something that I that I created um and TNG stands for the next generation. Like, you know, we want to be the next generation of um entertainers, you know what I'm saying? So my dream is a lot bigger than just rappers, you know, it includes singers, it includes photographers, it includes you know designers of clothes, it includes everything. Like TNG is really hopefully you know what i'm saying is going to be big um is going to be the next generation of everything entertainment um so we 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 had a team and things were moving a lot faster than i was able to you know manage so things kind of fell down a little bit and it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because now it kind of gives me more time to focus on me and when I have that time to focus on myself, I can kind of put out better music than when I am, you know, focused on not only my career, but I'm also now 
co-managing the career of other artists, which, you know, became a lot on my plate. Um, mm -hmm. So when I go back to school, on top of studying what I'm studying, I kind of want to try to really build that backbone of the business so that when things do go south again, you know, it doesn't completely fall apart. It kind of has something to fall back to. And that's kind of why I'm trying to build myself as an artist, because you know how labels have faces, Drake's the face of OVO, you got, you know, uh, Migos are the face of quality control or whatever. You know, I want to kind of be the face of my own label. I need to kind of show for myself. I don't want people to be like, yo, what is TNG? If I approach you like, yo, you want to join TNG? What is TNG? I want to get to the point where it's like, yo, you want to join TNG? It's like, oh my God, I know exactly who you are. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we're trying to do here with TNG. So it's, it's right now it's a little solo effort, but mm -hmm. you know, oh, we're, we're, we're growing, right? Absolutely. So, so for that young artists out there who's trying to try to make it in the industry what are some tips that you can give from your own experiences um first things first don't do it alone because there's there's so much that that goes into you know being an artist um and like if you're if you're really doing it for just the fun of it then like by all means like you don't need anyone or anything but if you're really trying to make money off of it and if you're really trying to live off of it and you really want to go far then you really need a team. Like I'm telling you, like making music is the easy part because after you make music, then you gotta now focus on like, okay, like first of all, release. Um, marketing, marketing is the worst. I'm terrible when it comes to marketing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I would much rather just, you know, pay somebody to do it than to do it myself because I'm not good at, you know I'm saying? taking pictures and promoting it or coming up with, you know, cool videos and, and posters. And I'm not good at that. I'm an artist. Right. So for all of you artists too, like you got to understand that, like for your songs to blow, you need to have that level of promotion. You people need to be aware of what's happening and you need to find creative ways to do it. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, artists were doing promotion in, in the craziest ways. They were doing commercials and stuff. I mean, I, I guess they still do, but COVID and I guess, you know, not as much, but you would see artists show up in, in Super Bowl commercials and, or, you know, doing different things like going on talk shows and all that's all marketing. That's all promotion. But, you know, for a small scale artist, it's harder to land stuff like that. It's hard to land podcasts like this or uh, news articles and stuff like that. So it's like, you got to have a team who can do that for you and have you just focus on writing. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a guy who who's going to be there to record your stuff and to mix your stuff and to make you sound crisp because the less time you're focusing on that is the more time you're focusing on your craft. Rap changes every day. R&B changes every day. You got to keep with the times or be able to like come up with your own flows and your own twists. You know what I'm saying? So you got you to stay up to date. And you can't do all that while you're focusing on everything else, you know, marketing, release, music videos, like the list goes on. So it's like to anybody, like that would be my first advice. Find a team, get a team if you're really trying to go serious. That's awesome. That's on that note, I think uh, this is a wonderful way to end off the podcast. Thank you so much, man, for coming on and sharing your experiences and your journey with us. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Thank you so no much. Worries. No worries. And if you haven't already, make sure to check them out. We'll tag everything in the description below. Um, and until next time, make sure to tune in every Tuesdays for new episodes, as well as live on New Memphis Radio Station at 101.5 FM at 11 a.m.
And until next time, peace. Woo. Okay. Uh